So what if we actually bring these people together and collaborate and consider that a world exists where competition is actually not a thing and we don't have to win in or at the expense of somebody else, but that we can create these one plus one equals infinity scenarios, remove this uh, win-lose scenario and create the win-win scenario. You're listening to the Authority Builder Podcast. I'm Steve Gordon. For the first five years, this podcast was known as the Unstoppable CEO Podcast. The episode you're about to hear uses that name, but don't worry, you're in the right place. Same great content, new name. Enjoy. Welcome to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Gordon. And today we've got an amazing interview for you. This one's going to be really interesting. One of my favorite people, good friend and an innovator, Trevor Turnbull. He's back again on the podcast. And um, the thing that I love about Trevor is he is always thinking and moving and kind of feeling his way through things. He amplifies the impact of change makers around the world and is really focused on helping the humans that are driven to think bigger and know that they're here to disrupt the status quo. His gift is to elevate the highest self version of you that already exists and really support you in speaking your authentic truth and sharing your gifts and magnetically attracting those who you are here to serve. And uh, he channels all of that work through his latest initiative, the Source Collective and the Amplify Impact Machine. And I'm excited to have the conversation with him. Trevor Turnbull, welcome back to the podcast. Yeah, thanks so much, Steve. I always enjoy our chats. And like I said before, even better when we can record it because there's always something that comes out that you weren't expecting and it's exactly what it's supposed to be, right? Exactly, exactly. So um, for folks who may know you either through your all your work on LinkedIn, you do a ton of great content on LinkedIn, or maybe heard your earlier interview on the podcast, give us a little bit of an update for you know where you are and kind of what the, the journey has been like over the last year or two. Yeah, wow. Where do I start? Well, let me say this. First of all, when we first started hitting record on this, I noticed that my Zoom name on here actually had Trevor Turnbull expert selling on the end of it. And it must be just defaulted in the Zoom settings or something, right? But I realized that like, geez, I should go change that. And it's really kind of tied to exactly what we're talking about here, which is I've held many identities over the years from a professional standpoint of getting a marketing degree, going straight into sales, learning the old school ways of, you know, here's the phone book kid, best of luck kind of thing. And <laughs> and then, as you mentioned, it evolved into discovering social networking tools. LinkedIn, Twitter were kind of the first couple and then evolving into creating courses and trainings around that and programs and coaching and all of that. And October last year, I hit a point, you know, there's a lot of other pieces to fill in the gaps there, but I'll keep that tight because it's I hit a point where I thought I I don't feel like I'm actually being the person that I'm truly here to be right now. And I had to question, well, why is that? You know, is there a fear of um, what other people will think about the direction that I think I should go in? Was there a fear of, well, I can't leave behind what's got me to here because there's a decade of work put in more than that, you know? But I hit a point and I actually just posted a, a post about it today with me with the kids at Halloween last year and they were in their outfits and I had mine on too. And I was just, I remember that time and thinking, I want to be more 
just present in the moment with my kids. And I want to create the life that I've always dreamed of, which was not necessarily about a particular destination, but it ended up being Costa Rica, which I put on the t-shirt today, the Costa Rica t-shirt that my wife got me when she went, when she went back in March. But, um, yeah, it was just, how do I actually start moving towards the direction of who I truly am, which I believe is as a creator, like I create things, I take ideas, my own and other people's, and I help them bring them to life. And it takes a lot of different shapes and forms, but it usually starts with just the belief that it's possible. And that's really what the journey has been for me, Steve, is just recognizing all those moments in the past where I am that person and then starting to really in the present moment go, yes, you are. So move in that direction and start talking about these things and attract those people and and do this stuff that you don't learn in textbooks or in a university course and and just create things. And I got lots of stories for you if you want me to dive into the details of it. But <laughs> that's that's the kind of nuts and bolts of what's brought me to here right now. Well, I you know, knowing that you had built a really successful business, particularly the the expert selling business around helping, you know, consultants and coaches get clients through LinkedIn, very practical sort of skill, right? And you built that up to be so successful that someone was interested in buying it and they did. And you had an exit from that business. And then you worked with the new firm for a while. All of the, the work that went into that had to have been something that sort of pulled you back a little bit. To me, that I think a lot of people would really hesitate to let go. Mm-hmm. What was it like to face kind of letting that go? Uh, uh, terrifying. <laughs> That's the honest answer. But yeah, it kind of just goes back to that, you know, almost 20 years of really leaning into something and having the journey be not linear. It was still kind of messy along the way of my experience in sales and just understanding the enrollment process and then realizing that I can support others and teach others on that. And and then, like you say, building a business that at first was just me trying to figure out how to make a living and not have to get a job to then building a business that had some actual proper structure to it that somebody else might want to acquire and then being successful at that. And all of these experiences along the way uh, led me to where I was in October last year. And I think one of the things that um, has really hit me and it hasn't been that long, even even just within the last month is just the reminder of what those things actually are, which, you know, I think of a story, I'll maybe just mention this one right now, but I had a friend in about 2003, we met 2002, 2003, and he had an idea in 2007, 2008 to start a company that was built on the foundation of reducing the amount of plastic that was produced in this world. And it was a big, like, you know, for a guy from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, which is where I was from too, it was like, yeah, what are we going to really do? You know, but he had this idea and he had, he had a background in engineering and he kind of knew his way around all of that kind of stuff. And he grew up on a farm where there was lots of flax fields and he remembered seeing flax straw being burned in the fields. And asking his dad as a kid, like, why did they do that? And his dad was telling him, you know, it's uh, 
it's a really dense straw and they ha- they can't pick it up with the machine so they have to burn it in the fields and he thought well I, I should do something with that one day and he did he came up with an idea to take flax shive i believe they call it even and uh combine it with like a biopolymer that was biodegradable and create an iphone case and at the time like it was innovative and everybody thought he was crazy he had a really successful engineering career he was stable in his business he was making good money he had a kid at the time and he thought about going all in on this thing but he was nervous and scared and i was just behind him going like man you got to do this and go all in and naturally it was like well what's the first step and when i started to look back on all those things you know we helped him secure grant funding that was available for innovative projects like this we helped him build his first website design his first logo we helped him with his product design we helped him hire his first employee we helped introduce and i say we because it's me and my wife sharmilla that did a lot of this stuff who you know as well we helped uh just introduce introduce him to people and open doors to people that that would go yeah this sounds amazing let's figure out what we can do here and he ended up finding his ceo and his coo and he proclaims that he is the heart and he found the brains and the muscle and they created a company and now it's a hundred million dollar business with an innovative product that went beyond just phone cases where they now created a product called the Lomi that's like a um, kitchen countertop uh, waste composter. And a lot of people know about this now. Some people don't, but like it's game changing. You know, they really are on the path of eliminating a billion pounds of plastic ever from being produced. And I had to remind myself in those moments when I was like, I'm going to like reinvent myself here as somebody that could support others in just creating from nothing and i had to go back to those memories of all of those steps along the way that actually brought me to here and realized going back to your initial question is i wasn't in any kind of identity that was my job or a platform or a sales guy or any of that stuff it was much much more but the terrifying part was really just believing it because I wanted to tell myself a story of like, no, of course, you're not that person. You know, nobody's given you a certificate to stick on the wall that says that you do this kind of thing. But I had to give myself permission and just move in that direction and then find people that would go. Yeah, that sounds that sounds pretty cool. I think you should go that way and see what you can create from there. So do you do you think there's anyone out there that could possibly give you the sticker and the thing for the wall? to do what you're doing? Uh, I think that there are people along the journey that play a part in helping you recognize and and believe and believe it more in your soul. But um, I don't think that anything to do with an identity is actually real in this world. <laughs> it really isn't, you know, like we we want to say that if you want to be a doctor, well, you have to go to school and it's X amount of years and you need to learn X, Y and Z. But that's being challenged nowadays even too right it's like you look at what we've gone through in the last two years with regards to the phrase trusting the science or you know who do we trust with information on decisions that we make in life and i think everything's honestly being questioned right now so you know i'm always seeking people and, and containers and and um information that will help me elevate to the next level whatever that even looks like but yeah, the whole identity conversation, I think, is one that's just 
slowly dissolving in my world and the people that I surround myself with are along the same lines or at least exploring whether or not that's even possible to create the life that you really want to live without it having to be attached to some degree or certification. Yeah. I mean, I think I forget how old you are. I'm 51 um, as we're recording this. So yeah. So we're solidly Gen X, right? Yeah. And when we were kind of at that age where we were coming into adulthood, it was still necessary or at least perceived to be necessary. Um, Because that for me, when I got out of college, it was just barely pre-internet. You know, like Mm -hmm. literally we went to CompUSA, like my second year at my first job and it was a small company and we bought the internet in a box. And it was a modem and a and a phone cord and a book that had all of the websites and a and a uh, CD with the software. I mean, so it was a different world yeah. then, and you needed these indications of who was competent and mm-hmm. who had accumulated knowledge. We're now in a world where access to to knowledge, and I differentiate knowledge from wisdom, but access to knowledge is ubiquitous and virtually free. Yeah. Wisdom's still pretty expensive and rare, but I think that has made it so that like, you know, I've got four kids, one just graduated college, one's about to, and the other one's sort of just starting that journey. And for them, it's, you know, I I don't know, I'm not even sure why we're sending them through that process other than I think education is important and it's a cool time of life to not have a lot of responsibility, but do they need the degree at the end of the day? No. You know, there are very few things these days where that sort of qualification is going to be necessary. It's going to be interesting how we navigate this in the future because we are going to want some indications of who's competent, you know, to like operate on your mm-hmm. brain if you have a tumor. But yeah. for most of everything else, we're going to look to what have they created. Yeah. Well, and I think like we could go down many paths with this, but. I just think about the advancements of technology too, and and AI and VR and all of the other acronyms that we have for all of these things, you know, but, you know, what is the possibility that we don't actually even have another person operate on our brain in the future? It just happens because the knowledge is already available and it's in the, the system, it's in the blockchain or whatever it is, you know, that, that evolves into in the future. And you know, we remove the actual elements of, of human error or potential of human error or whatever. Right. And that's, uh, well, it seems a little far fetched and sci-fi maybe is it like, look at how far we've come, even just in the last 10 years, like you and I did grow up in a very similar generation. And I, I agree, you know, when I was getting out of university in 2003, you know, what were my options? I could go and work and just, school of hard knocks and figure things out and, or go to school. And I chose to go to school. Uh, it was kind of by default because I didn't know what else to do. And since all this technology has evolved though, like it's just opened up so many opportunities, especially to just be able to say out loud, like, this is who I am. This is what my experience has been. That's brought me to this point. This is what I believe to be true. This is what I believe I can create. Is anybody else on the same page or resonating with this? And it's really an expression of like your authentic truth, which isn't to say that 
I believe that I can operate on brains. So, okay, well, you can believe that all, all day, right? But is it is it real? <laughs> that's That's a little different. But the whole, like you mentioned at the start, that one of the things that I've created as a means to be able to support people that I believe are these change makers in the world is what I call the Amplify Impact Machine. And really what it is, is it's a, it's, it's workflows and, and, you know, a team and uh, processes and amazing tools that we have available to us now to be able to create content so that you can speak out into the world what it is you believe to be true, what it is you have expertise on, what it is that others have looked at and seen your credentials and your background and your experience and said, yeah, you are pretty good at that, or you are exceptional or world-class at that. And then that provides people the opportunity to not have to wait for somebody else to give them permission to step into that version of themselves. And I'll maybe mention this too, Steve, because I don't want to spend the whole time talking. I like for us to dance a little bit on this, but I think about um, a friend of mine actually had an idea. It was like late 2000s about, uh, I think he called it kudos. His idea was kudos, which was to say, I'm going to give that a dose of cool. Like, I think that's cool. You know, it's a voting system. Like, think about how Amazon works right now. You give it a check mark, a thumbs up, you write a review, that type of thing. And at the time, the whole concept was, so if you write a book, and I know this will be very relevant for you too, right? With what you do and who you support and all of that. If you write a book back in the early 2000s and Oprah says your book is amazing, well, you're going to sell a lot of books because Oprah's given you the the thumbs up, right? She's endorsed you essentially. Mm -hmm. But as time goes on and people have the ability to evaluate whether or not what somebody has shared with the world is good or kudos or not, now that starts to outweigh the influencer that isn't necessarily the person or the authority on that topic. They just happen to have a lot of social influence. And that shift we've seen happen. It's like that that idea has already transpired. It's already created now. And people do trust the people that are around them. They do trust whatever is being fed to them. And now there's lots to argue on whether or not that information that's being fed is being manipulated as well. But that's uh, that reality to me is is exciting, right? Because it it just removes all barriers to nobody has to give you permission again to actually step towards the version of yourself that you know already exists, or maybe you don't, but you're curious about figuring out what what that actually is. Who are you? What are you meant to do in this world? Who are you meant to be? What kind of impact are you meant to create? Because every crazy idea started exactly that way. Crazy. It was insane. Like what? You're, like my buddy Jeremy, you're gonna quit your job as an engineering professional, making 200 grand a year, managing 20 people in an office, to go and start a company, taking flax straw and some biopolar. Like what? That's insane. And 15 years later, look at what he's created. Yeah, and time, time I think is a huge factor in all that too, right? Like because everything takes time to master. For you to have the expertise and the experience, you, you need to allow for the patience of letting time pass. Absolutely. And and I, I think this is sort of the root of all of the, the angst in the world currently is that we're going from this time when the sort of credential was king, right? Somebody picked mm -hmm. you and and deemed you worthy to do something and call yourself by whatever identity that you wanted professionally. And we're now moving into 
a, a time when none of that really means anything and it's created chaos because it is very chaotic, right? If anybody it can- It is disruptive for sure. Yeah, and, and I, that's not necessarily a bad thing, it just is. And I think it also is so exciting because it creates so much opportunity, you know, where you're going to see new things open up to people. Um, I mean, your, your friend's example is a perfect one, you know, to go from seeing that as an experience as a, a child to connecting the dots with an, you know, an education, he happened to have the right education, you know, without the engineering background, maybe it never would have happened. Right. And mm -hmm. then now having the courage to bring it into the world, because that's ultimately really what it is. It's a, a courageous decision to leave behind what exists to step into and embrace what could be embrace some possibility knowing that you might yeah. fail yeah you know it's and now that's likely open. you will <laughs> oh yeah absolutely and, and that's a that's huge a, part of it well and the fact that that sort of choice is open now basically to every person on the planet to one degree or another is uh i i think most the the most exciting and terrifying reality that we're living right now and so I don't know where I'm going with all of that. Just that's what what all of what you just said kind of brought to mind for me. Yeah. Well, you sparked an idea for me, which is that that fear, not not necessarily the fear of failure, because that's always there. Everybody, you know, feels that to some degree, right? Uh, of being judged and all of that. And that roots back into childhood and all kinds of stuff. But what about the fear of um, actualizing your true potential? That one, a lot of times people don't even think about, but when they do actually take the moment to go, geez, what if I am that person? It brings up a whole new level of fear of like, oh, geez, do I even want to be that person? Is that the life that I want? Am I, who am I to stop myself from actually being that person? And I, I refer to it as, you know, robbing the world of your gifts. So if you have this gift, whatever it happens to be, and you don't actually move in that direction like who are you stopping from actually benefiting from that and you know using the book as an example because like this is a podcast we can frame it however we want we're recording it on video it can go on youtube it can go on podcast channels it could be transcribed we could turn we you could turn all your interviews into a book if you haven't already you probably probably will but um you know, there's nothing stopping people from actually creating now and speaking these things out into the world. And you don't need anybody to give you the permission. And I'm sure maybe you face this even too, and supporting people in, in writing their own books is, is that hesitancy of like, geez, am I the person to actually speak on this topic? Cause somebody's probably already done it. And you know, the reality on that is, yeah, somebody probably has already done it. Who cares? doesn't matter. It's time to innovate. It's time to bolt these things on together too, because the one other thing I'll mention too, is now that I've really stepped into this to say, like, I help people that have crazy ideas, bring them to life. And it never takes one linear shape or form, but there's so many people that have popped into my world, man, that's, um, let's say I have this idea and they think it's the most innovative idea that nobody's ever thought of in the world before. And I'll say to them, yeah, I just talked to two people in the last week that have the exact same idea. And you know who's going to win? The person that moves in this direction and doesn't look at any of this stuff as being proprietary. I own this because that is actually stunting the opportunity for it to come into the world. So what if we actually bring these people together and collaborate and consider that a world, 
exists where competition is actually not a thing and we don't have to win in or at the expense of somebody else but that we can create these one plus one equals infinity scenarios and that a lot of times people will just stop and go well wait a second no if i say my idea out loud and somebody else takes it and runs with it and they become successful well then i lost my idea it's like no 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 no. that's not how this works you have to shift that belief first before you can even move in that direction because there's a lot of my friend's idea i just mentioned at the start of this the kudos idea that friend i know has at least a dozen ideas i can think of from 2000 until now that have seen the light of day but mm -hmm. they he he wasn't involved in them because he had the ideas and he didn't necessarily take them the committed focused action towards it or brought the people together that could actually bring it to life and that to me i think is a tragedy I really do. And I want to help people make sure that that doesn't happen because I think it's important. This is how we innovate and this is how we actually rise together too, is to remove this uh, win-lose scenario and create the win-win scenario. You know, I, I think the, the zero-sum nature of business as a game, because it is a game, is a last century thing. I think that's yeah. the other thing that's creating a lot of angst for people is that all of those rules are gone and we're moving into a time and there, you know, there are a lot of reasons for it that we don't need to go into, but we're moving into a time of I, what I think is true abundance. And you're seeing that disrupt a lot of things um, and scare a lot of people because the rules are different. But the fact is that the opportunities to collaborate now are so much greater than they were, you know, even when I, started my career, you know, we, we, we started uh, a new partnership with a company that's bigger than ours. Um, they do basically what we do, but for a slightly different group of people. And so from the outside world, we are two direct competitors that mm -hmm. in the eighties, we would be banging each other, you know, in the head <laughs> trying to win. And we've actually figured out how we both can win together and win bigger you know, because they've got, they're attracting people that they can't serve that we serve perfectly. And we're attracting people that we can't serve that they serve perfectly. It's yep. the perfect partnership. Yep. And yep. 30 years ago, it would be very difficult to find another business person who would think that way. And yeah. I think those are people are th those people. Now the people who are thinking that way are growing exponentially in the world. And that allows you to do what you're talking about to create. So I want to come back around to, to something that you mentioned earlier. You talked about the Amplify Impact Machine. And you mentioned that, that it sounds like that sort of starts with having the all of the capability to create content in the world that allows you to sort of broadcast your ideas. Yeah. And then see what comes back. Talk to me about the importance of, of that exercise in the creation process yeah well i think it comes down to the simplest thing here which is whenever we think about creating content we think about a structured format right like this like uh, an interview conversation or you know just flipping on the camera and having your notes and knowing that i want to hammer out these five bullet points and that's going to be my video and it's going to address this topic and it's going to speak to this audience and all of the marketing containers that we wrap around it right what is your value proposition? You know, what is your um, your gains and your pains and your benefit statements and all of that? Right. We've we've got really good at being able to put words and, and intention around our marketing. But what if every conversation you have every day could be content? 
And while that's maybe not feasible because I don't have cameras in every corner of my room yet, I'm not sure if you do or not. I don't know if anybody does, but what if you actually could speak into existence what you are thinking and feeling at any given time and it be recorded and then that be extracted and turned into content? And I'll give you a real world example, because that one's maybe a little far fetched of like you're going to record yourself 24 seven. This isn't the Truman Truman show here. Right. But but think of um, every time you have a call with a client. Think about every time you have a call with an internal call with a colleague, like thinking about business stuff. And there's times where you speak out loud something that is just really insightful or really, you know, pivotal in uh, kind of an aha moment. It's like, oh. That was that was a really good idea. Geez, I really like the way that I said that out loud and it's recorded and you extract something like that and you put it into a a bite sized chunk that allows people to consume it in the way that people like to nowadays, which is short, media rich, whether it's video, audio, written text or all the above. And it sparks the idea of somebody exploring somebody's ideas further right? Because this is how we consume now, right? So we have to adapt to what's the reality. So TikTok is huge right now. Everybody wants to say, oh, it's the worst thing ever. And we're probably being spied on. But what if it's just you being able to consume micro bits of information that make you go, huh, that was interesting. Jeez, I'm going to go Google that person. And then you find their website or you find their podcast or their YouTube channel. And then you see a talk for three hours between two people that are just jamming on something that you didn't even know existed, but now all of a sudden it becomes important in your life. This is how these ideas start to amplify and how they start to um, permeate into society and people's thoughts. So to me, the Amplify Impact Machine is just that. It's the extraction of you speaking your authentic truth. And the one thing that scares people about that, though, is well, I didn't show up to this call with the intention on creating content. So what did I say there? Did I actually say something that might get me in trouble? And that stops people from actually creating because, and I actually challenge that too. And this is where I've gone deep myself to, to go, where am I out of integrity with what I'm saying on a day to day and how I'm actually living my life? And that's a pretty deep question because you start thinking like, you know, am I judging other people? And then at the same time, if the camera was on me 24 seven, I'm judgmental. I don't take care of myself physically the way that I should. I'm short with my kids. I work way too many hours. I, 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 all of these things. And it really pushes people to become greater versions of themselves, knowing that if we are going to truly step into the potential that we have, that we have to evaluate ourselves first. It's not about projecting out into the world. It's about looking at yourself first and seeing, are you being the best version of yourself every single day in all of these different facets of life? And if not, we need to start there because otherwise, why would anybody listen to your ideas if what you're saying is brilliant, but they look at your actual life and it's a disaster. They have to be congruent. They have to be aligned. And I'm in the same boat as you right now, Steve, where I'm like, I'm not sure where I'm going with that, but I feel I felt <laughs> like it was the right time to say that out loud because that's been part of my journey was to go, what's my next thing? And then to go and try and create it, like reverse engineer it and build it myself when I had to actually let everything around me collapse, including me and my identity and how I was showing up and say, look, if I'm going to support other people to be the greatest versions of themselves, I better go be the example. I better... You know, in my case, it was go jump in a cold plunge and 
realize that like, hey, you can do really hard shit and it's not going to kill you. So why don't you just lead in and go and do that kind of stuff? And that's this is one piece of the journey, but it's an interesting experience and not everybody is ready to do it. But I think the more we talk about it, people will resonate with little pieces of what we even said here today and say, I kind of like that direction. Maybe I'll go that way too. Yeah. And I think, you know, everybody's doing it at at different levels to different degrees at different times in their life. Okay. You're always going through these periods of having to let go of what exists and what was before to create what is to be, you know, it's, it's as if you've got to let go to create the space for the new to come in and, and to exist. And I know that sounds like really, I don't want to lose people here and in, in all this stuff that sounds really fluffy because when you come back to the story you started out with, your friend who, you know, had to let go of a very practical career path that would have been probably reasonably lucrative and safe. Yep. And having to let go of that to go and and step into and embrace the opportunity that now has, you know, ballooned into a $100 million company. And by the way, I see the Numi ads in my, uh, did I say that? Is that the Lumi. right pronunciation? Lomi, 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 yeah. Yeah, they're in my Instagram feed, Facebook feed all the time. Yeah. Um, anyway, to, you know, so there's practical, I think, implications to this. So I don't want it, people to get confused and think, well, this is just this ethereal conversation. I think it it boils down to what are you going to do today? Yeah. In a lot of cases, and how are you going to make those choices? And you said something early in the conversation that I think is important. It was along the lines of basically needing to sort of let go and trust. Mm. And I take that to mean stop trying to impose control on what's yeah. going to happen next. Talk a little bit about that and um, and how that plays into this process with the people that you're working with. Because I'm going to guess, just knowing myself, to me, that's always the hardest part. Yeah. Well, you led it into exactly what I thought I was supposed to speak about next, <laughs> which of course we did, right? But I heard you say the word safe. So what is safe, right? Back in 2007, the safe decision based on everybody's logical brains was Jeremy, you should stay in your job. Like you have a kid, you have a wife, you've got a good career, everything is safe. And fast forward 15 years later, and we see what happened in the world. And we know about all of the people that have been let go of their safe jobs that either had to reinvent themselves or face the consequences of their safe decision. And the thing that I want to mention about this, and this is going to get kind of ethereal, I guess you would say, but like if we put ourselves in the time machine of 2000 even and 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 make a prediction of what the world's going to look like in 2010, again, most people would look at it and go, yeah, right. Everybody's going to have their own computer in their hands. We're going to have, we're going to be able to create our own content, just like a TV station or a, a media company impossible. That's insane, you know? And then same thing in 2010, you know, we have the ability to actually uh, connect with others around the world through these social channels and actually create impact and influence and impact change in the world on a very global, big picture scale, like talking about save the earth kind of stuff. Again, we'd say that's nuts. That is crazy. But when two decades go by and we look back and go, oh, 
that wasn't that crazy. And that wasn't actually the safe decision. The safer decision was to actually trust myself and move in a direction that I felt was the right thing to do. I feel like we're there right now. And there's one particular reason why I'm really so all in on everything that I'm doing is when I say that I believe I'm a creator and I like to surround myself with other people that are creators and they want to have these ideas and then go, let's figure out how to do it. And then collectively you come together and you actually accelerate these opportunities to become reality. I think about the blockchain and this whole, I forget how it's phrased, if it's consumer economy, I can't remember the exact wording, but there's lots of ways that it's kind of being spun. But what I see as possible is that if you have an idea now, like you and I just talking about this and we record it and we put it out into the world in 10 years, the technology will be advanced far enough to know that you and I talked about this in 2022. And there will be an attribution back to the original source of the ideas, even if the ideas were a little bit kind of all over the place and they weren't created in a way that created some physical thing or some program or some book or some idea or experience yet. But the fact that you speak out loud, these ideas that you have right now, that will be recorded and it will be very easy because somebody said this to me the other day, like, yeah, but what? Somebody's going to go back through all these videos and say, who was talking about this technology before it even existed so that they could be credited and then rewarded for that idea? And again, we go back to, can I do brain surgery or do we need a human to do brain surgery on us? In the future, I don't believe that we will. We won't need humans to do that because the technology will be so smart that it will know who were the people that were talking about this, who were the people that were creating these ideas way before their time when everybody else was playing it safe. And that to me is exciting as shit. And at the same time, it's kind of ethereal. It's like, really? Okay, well, let's see. And then a decade will go by and we'll see and we'll see. But I personally just want to be around people that have really big ideas that want to drop the ego of this is my idea. I own it and nobody else will take my ideas and instead go, hey, I got an idea and have somebody else go, oh, I got the same idea. Hey, we should find a way to collaborate because we'll actually move faster. And knowing full well that your attribution that you desire in your ego mind, you'll get that still. You will. You just have to release the ownership of these ideas so that they can actually come to life. And who knows? We'll see. 10 years from now, we'll watch back on this and we'll see if that's just crazy talk or if that's the reality that we're living in. I'll put it on the calendar. We'll come back. We'll do a recap <laughs> 10 years from today. Yes. I love it. love it. And it is so fun, though, to look at that. You know, like I even think of when you and I first met and how much we've evolved and how much technology has evolved and our businesses have evolved and and the ebbs and flows and the ups and downs. And I know everything for both of us is going exceptionally well right now, but it wasn't because all of a sudden one day it just clicked. It was because of a lot of decisions along the way to choose to show up to attract the people into your life that are meant to be there, that you're meant to serve, that you're meant to collaborate with. And if we sit back and not talk out loud about these things, we don't have the opportunity to attract those things. So you and I, I can think of a dozen people right now off the top of my head that you've connected me to, or we have some type of connection to that have literally changed my life. And I'm so grateful for that. And I just think like, man, we should be all be doing more of this. Just 
make good connections and share ideas and elevate each other because it's sure rewarding. (laughs) All your dreams start coming true. Absolutely. Trevor Turnbull, this has been amazing. Um, So folks can find you at trevorturnbull.com. We'll link that in the show notes and the sourcecollective.net. And um, you've always got interesting things going on. So I, I recommend people check that out. Um, and I assume they can still reach you on LinkedIn. You're still there. You haven't uh, hit the eject button on that yet. Not yet. No, but if they don't find me on LinkedIn in the future, you can just come find me in a jungle in Costa Rica because we'll be living somewhere down there. (laughs) There you go. Well, good luck with that, uh, move in life. And, uh, I know, uh, I know it'll be great things for you. So thanks again for investing some time with me. This has been a lot of fun. Thanks so much, my friend. We'll see ya. Thanks for listening to the Authority Builder Podcast. Here are three ways you can expand your authority. Number one, get a copy of the Million Dollar Book. In it, I show you how to multiply your authority by writing a best-selling book in less than 90 days guaranteed. After all, you're the best spokesperson for your ideas. Go to authoritybuilderpodcast.com slash book and get your copy. Number two, join me for an upcoming Write Your Million Dollar Book Accelerator and let's jumpstart your authority building book now. For upcoming dates, go to authoritybuilderpodcast.com slash accelerator. And number three, work with me and my team to get your book done and bring in business. Email me at steve at authoritybuilderpodcast.com and put, I want to write a book in the subject line. See you soon.